Welcome to Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Fides is Latin for faith and truth, and that's what we do on this show is talk about truth and talk about faith. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, the great song that you're hearing in the background is my friend Frank Camp. You could find him on Spotify. Great song. This song is called Heaven Can Wait. But thanks for being here, and let's get right to it. Hey, welcome to another edition of Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host, and I'm here with Talent on Loan from Rush. Um, I have a, my guest here today is uh, Rebecca Parma. She's a legislative associate from the Texas Right to Life. Uh, Rebecca, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I, I did some outreach and, and research into uh, Texas uh, pro-life organizations and things like that, because there's been a lot of uh, talk in the news uh, somewhat lately with Texas. Uh, I think they've done some really great, bold things uh, in general uh, in regards to the election, uh, lawsuits and things like that, and and certainly on the issue of abortion. Um, can you maybe give us a just a you know quick overview of the status of, of abortion and the pro-life movement and what's happening in the great state of Texas? Yeah, so there are some great things happening here and that have happened and then there's still a lot for us to work on and still lots for us to do. So um, some good things are we have um, our, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has said that we can kick Planned Parenthood out of our, medic, our state Medicaid program. And so that um, was appealed. And just yesterday we heard from a district judge saying that Texas can indeed remove Planned Parenthood from Medicaid funding. And so that's huge because uh, Medicaid funding is one of the greatest sources for Planned Parenthood of taxpayer funded lobbying, or I'm sorry, taxpayer funding. And so um, so that's a great win. We have a law on the books in Texas that the state cannot fund Planned Parenthood through um, state funding or local funding. And so a large majority of um, tax dollars no longer goes to Planned Planned Parenthood. And so that's a great thing. Um, But the kind of... uh, dark side of the Texas pro-life movement is that we, I think, tend to view ourselves as very pro-life and our citizens certainly are. But over the past decade, we've dropped in the ranking of pro-life states. We used to be ranked fourth and we're now ranked 20th. And um, that's not something that sits very well with most Texans. As you can imagine, we don't want to be 20th in anything. And so, um, and so that, that, that's kind of the focus this session while we're in the legislative session right now. We only meet every other year for five months. And so focusing on some strong pro-life legislation to stop more abortions, um, save more lives, work to undermine Roe, and, and raise our rankings in those state rankings of pro-life states. Yeah. So I didn't know that at all, that you you were five and now you said 20th. What do you, uh, what do you think is the cause of that? Is that known? Yeah, so some of it um, is, I think, a little bit of complacency on the part of Texas in that we, we think we're very pro-life, and we are. I'm not, you know, we are, but um, we kind of have rested on that for too long and not taken action. We've let legislative sessions go by where we don't pass any strong bills that actually ban abortions. Um, and meanwhile, we have states like Louisiana to our, as our neighbor, passing strong, you know, heartbeat bills and, and other states passing really strong legislation. And so it's a combination of those two things of us resting um, kind of on our laurels and not passing those strong bills to actually stop abortion. And then other states taking really strong approaches to stopping abortion. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that that makes sense. Because I, I know there, there's, I think it was the number I last saw was 16 states had a, a heartbeat bill or something like that. Ohio does, although it's in the court system right now, which is basically what happens whenever these 
these laws get passed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what um, and if you don't know the numbers, just an idea of off the top of your head is what is the majority of in Texas as far as uh, in the legislature? Do they Republicans hold the majority in the House and Senate? Is it are they big margins or? Yeah, so that was a worry in this past election was that we would lose our Republican majorities in the House and in the Senate. And thankfully, we kept those. And in the House, we even the number is the same of the majority, but it's a stronger pro-life Republican majority. Um, And so that the November election set us up really well for this legislative session of giving a strong mandate to our elected officials of that we still hold Republican pro-life values and they want to the Texans want to see strong Republican pro-life values actually passed into law this session. And so we are, we're set up really well with our, our state legislature. That's great. Yeah. It's the same with Ohio. We have a, a very strong majority. And, um, and I think, I think what we're seeing is that states are saying, look, we're not going to wait for the federal government here. We're going to take action ourselves, which, um, w- which I think is really the way to go because the federal government is so big and, you know, we could have a liberal, super liberal president, but a conservative state and we can do things on those levels. Um, mm-hmm. So what, what's in the news and I and I just saw this. So this may not be news to you. This may be something just that I had seen was, um, you know, a, a Texas bill was recently proposed um, that would ban abortions and charge anyone uh, who has an abortion uh, with homicide and give them the death penalty. That's what they're seeking. Um, what do you know about this? It looks like they've maybe had bills like this before um, over the course of time. Uh, it, it, my research is showing that it's probably not going to pass, and it seems like it's known that it won't pass. What are your thoughts on it? What is the, the Texas Rights of Life's opinion on um, this bill or this type of bill? Yeah, definitely. So Texas Right to Life wants to see an end to abortion in Texas. But we, in our bills, we never penalize the woman. That is a non-starter for us. We always believe and place the penalty on the abortionist because that's where the, the burden needs to fall, right? The penalty needs to be on the person performing that procedure on the abortionist and not on the woman. And our view is that for, you know, 40 plus years, we as a society have lied to women telling them that um, abortion is the answer to their problem of pregnancy and that um, it will solve the inconvenience and all these lies. And so to turn around and penalize her when as a society, we have lied to her through the abortion industry is not right. And so um, that's one of the, that's one of the main problems with this bill um, that, that we have, we want to see the end of abortion, but as long as it penalizes the woman, we can't be supportive of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I agree. I think that it certainly makes, uh, makes it tougher to get support for stuff like this, if, if that's the case. And I think, and I don't know what the Texas right to life um, stance is on the death penalty. Um, it's, I know it's a hard issue for people and Texas is, is probably tougher in regards to crime and things like that. I struggle with the whole death penalty. I, I feel like I'm against it. I don't like the idea of it by for sure. It certainly is different than abortion when people try to say, well, what about the death penalty? It's not the same thing, but um, any thoughts from your perspective, either your group or even just, you know, if you're interested in your own personal on including the death penalty in this bill. Yeah. So as an organization, Texas right to life doesn't take a stance on the death penalty. 
Um, in our legislation, when we provide penalties for abortion, they are civil. And um, those are the more strategic ways to penalize in the abortion industry and actually get them to stop performing abortions is this threat of these huge civil civil remedies and civil fines. And so that's where our focus stays because um, yep. it's more effective. Yeah, great. Thank you. Um, uh, last kind of question uh, would, that I'd be interested in knowing about is uh, the Hispanic population. Obviously, you're a border state. Uh, there's a lot of large Hispanic population in Texas and uh, a lot of areas. And, you know, the Hispanic population is interesting, right? And, mm-hmm. and we, we are told one thing about them, but sometimes I, I, I think we see other things. You know, we did see a lot of more Hispanics vote for Trump, for example, than in prior, previous uh, elections, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not asking you about immigration, but I'm just saying is we, we sometimes are not sure. We are told one thing and not another. What, what is the Hispanic population and is there outreach to them in Texas in regards to abortion? Yeah. So it is interesting. So the, the area along the border is the Rio Grande Valley. And we saw, like you said, that this past election cycle, um, that area tended more Republican than it ever has. Um, and that is populated by, um, by Hispanics and primary, I mean, primarily, and, um, this phenomenon of pro-life Democrats that seems to be going away federally is still a thing in Texas. And thankfully it's still a thing. So a lot of the representatives and senators from those areas, um, they are they frequently will vote with us when it comes to pro-life measures because um because that that's what their community values and they're representing their community in that and so um we're really thankful in our house and senate to have pro-life democrats who will vote with us on these things um and i think through texas right to life we are doing outreach to those communities just to remind them of you know when you look at the platforms for something like as central as pro-life you look at the platforms of the parties, they're so different. And really, as a most Hispanics, when they come to, to life values are going to align with the Republican Party. And so encouraging them and, and encouraging education and that kind of stuff, um, just to provide outreach and let them know that they don't have to vote with the party of death, they can they have an option, especially in Texas, where they have we have these great representatives to vote pro life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's great because I, I always, you know, I always felt that uh, the Hispanic community and the, even the African-American community who both uh, predominantly vote Democrat, I believe truly that they are much more pro-life than we, you know, we give them credit for based upon who they vote for. Right. And yeah, I, I really feel like if, you know, in some elections, you know, I go back and think of even George W. Bush, who was pro-life. I don't know really, did he advance the life issue as eight in eight years of president as president? Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I think sometimes politicians in the past as Republicans were afraid to thinking they'd alienate people. And I actually think it's something that brings people in. That's just yeah. my opinion. No, totally. I agree. And I think uh, that's something that we want to encourage Texans to get more educated on too, because when you see where the parties fall, like pro-life is what the pro-life movement and values is what encourages people to get out and vote. And I think mm-hmm. we're seeing that in 
the way that a lot of the elections turned out, and um, especially in that Rio Grande Valley area of encouraging Hispanics who who are Catholic frequently that this this value that the Republican Party holds aligns with your values much more closely than the Democratic Party. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it's definitely a an issue that should be more vocal. You know, we've had elections where you'd have debates and the life issue was never even brought up. Right. And yeah. you know, we, we need to hit it straight on. And I, I really, I agree. I think, I think it would draw them in, especially nowadays where the, the, the pro pro abortion side has gotten so bold. Yeah. Right. I mean, they even are talking about, you know, born alive and yeah. all sorts of things and all the partial birth. I think we need to make an issue out of it. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, great. Well, well, this has really been great. And obviously, Texas being such a big state, uh, there, there's a lot at stake. And um, they have such a great population. And I've been there many times, great people, uh, great cities. And, and I'll be honest, I mean, I, I love the Hispanic population in the sense that, you know, they're here for a better life, right for themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they do align with our values. But uh, um, how could people find you if to support uh, the Texas Right to Life, um, any events or any way they can kind of engage with you guys? Yeah, definitely. So they can check out our website, texasrighttolife.com. Um, we have lots of information on there about all of our various departments and our legislative um, action, which we're in the middle of right now. We still have about um, a couple months left. And um, also, if you want text alerts, um, that's kind of become the new way, right, to get information fast, real-time legislative updates. And so you can text TEXLEGE, it's all caps, T-X-L-E-G-E, to 56525. And that's just a quick way where, we're, uh, you know, we don't bombard anyone with all kinds of texts, but just quick real-time things of like, hey, a hearing is happening mm-hmm call your state representative or just to stay up to date on what's going on if you don't live in the state and just kind of know where our bills are and what's what's moving and what we're doing to advance life here in Texas this session. Um, And then all the, you know, normal social media platforms were on there, Texas Right to Life. Um, And if we can ever be helpful, um, just shoot us a message on one of those and happy to, to, to help however we can. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. And so just, uh, just want to repeat. So it's, uh, so tax ledge, so T X L E G E an extra E on the end. Yeah. L E G E. Yes. Okay. So T X L E G E and then text five to text that to five, six, five, two, five. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Sorry. It (laughs) it was hard to get all those letters in. Um, So T X L E G E. Uh, t- uh, and uh, number is five, six, five, two, five, and you can get those exactly. text alerts. I think that's really cool. I get some for other things and it's nice to just, you know, they pop up and you are aware of something. So uh, okay. Rebecca Parma, this has been great. This has been very informative to learn about other States. I'm, I'm here in Ohio and uh, you know, we sometimes get isolated into what other States are doing. And I know uh, uh, Texas is definitely on the front lines um, in this fight. So I appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, my, my pleasure was mine. And uh, thank you again, uh, Rebecca Parma, uh, Legislative Associate from the Texas Right to Life. Uh, thank you for being here. And thank all of you for listening uh, to this episode of Fide's podcast. I appreciate it. And I will see you next time.
I know.